Hi, I'm Lisa. Welcome back to Not Applicable, a podcast that highlights the people that create diversity in the creative industries here in London. I have deliberately chosen to publish this episode on the 15th of October, as this date marks the one-year anniversary of the start of the Me Too movement. Since that day, the hashtag MeToo has been used millions of times and women all over the world have spoken up and bravely shared the stories of sexual harassment and violence. I would therefore like to dedicate this episode to all the people who are actively fighting to stop sexual harassment and are trying to make this world a better place for all of us. In this episode, I'm speaking to my good friend Veronica Rafa, who is a successful graphic designer and talented illustrator. We touched on a variety of things surrounding gender stereotypes, online hate, and how she uses her illustration work as a form of personal protest. Here for yourself. Hi, I'm Veronica. I'm a graphic designer, mainly working with exhibition design and publications or print. And currently I work as a graphic designer at LCC. And you're also doing illustration. And I am also doing <laughs> illustrations uh, on a fan page that I created, I think, uh, four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and these are very simple illustrations um, commenting on the life of uh, a modern woman or sociological or political situations at the time. Um, it's the audience for that is in Poland, so all illustrations are relative to the Polish everyday life. Because you are Polish, right? Yes, because I'm Polish, <laughs> as you might hear. <laughs> where where in Poland are you from and how did you, why did you choose to come to London? Um, so I'm from Gdańsk, a beautiful city on the northern side of Poland, by the sea. Um, and that's my hometown. Since before coming to London, I just lived there. And I sort of knew that I would leave one day. And uh, I didn't, any other Polish city wasn't as appealing. So I just decided to leave a little bit further. Because I knew the language, then my choice was London. But then I also lived in uh, Stuttgart, Germany. And I'm and hopefully I will live in other cities. And I would really like to talk a little bit more about your illustration sure. project. I need to open these because that will be more... Yeah. Um, can you explain... Because you have quite a big following. Project. Yes, I'm going to check it out in a second. I don't know what to call it. Is it your fan page? Is it a... Well, I would call it... Well, it is on Facebook, so it is yeah. a fan page. So it's... Okay, it's almost 58,000 followers. Yes, I should, a... I should just bring it to 60 no, because a round number. <laughs> quite a big number. Is, yeah. And the majority, I guess, is um, Polish followers. Mm, majority is Polish. Um, can you explain to all the listeners, built. can you maybe explain what your fan page is about, what your illustrations are about? Right. And the controversy around them, maybe? Right. Um, so there are a couple of uh, top recurring topics, I would say, um, that are very inspiring to me. Um, the, the illustrations that are not controversial are the ones about young women 
20, 30 something, mostly 20 something, um, who live their life but who don't really conform to the traditional feminine stereotype of um, wanting to have a stable relationship, um, a house and a child. Uh, for whom a career is important, who are tired, who are exhausted, who like to watch TV shows. So just a regular girl. I like to think of it as a, as a friend. Is that something you identify with? I think so. I mean, it's hard to um, be inspired by something I don't relate to, mm-hmm. at least in some way. So some situations aren't based on my own life, but maybe some are based on my friends. But... Um, I think I identify with each of the illustrations sometimes, mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, so that's the safe direction. But then also, uh, because of the current political climate in Poland and the fact that uh, the current government is very conservative and pro-religious, mm-hmm. many illustrations are a commentary on that. And this is when, and these are the sort of illustrations that are controversial and people, there is always more lovers than haters, but if people do hate these, they hate these really vividly and they they are quite aggressive or threatening even. Really? Um, Yes, I've got threats as well. Um, How do you deal with those, like haters and trolls and well that's the funny thing because um i'm sure none of my haters would listen to this but they actually helped me in developing my confidence because when the when the fan page started i already um initially these were typographic posters but i already commented on things like sex or um prostitution or whatnot and then such language if aided with visuals even if these are illustrations, uh, might be sensitive for some. And people ma- people were really vocal about it. So initially, I couldn't really... I was quite sad and insecure about the content, even though I believed in that. But then little by little, with every hater, I just had to develop a thicker skin, basically. Mm-hmm. And again anyone putting their work online this is such a vulnerable thing I, I would like to encourage anyone listening to put their work online and remember that there are always more lovers than haters only people who like the illustrations or the writing or the art or whatnot they often don't comment on it but they would just press like button mm-hmm. Uh, or a heart or whatever, but then people who really hate it, they will comment on it. So that's just that's just life. Mm. My illustrations are very controversial because sometimes I'm commenting on issues that are Im- I believe are important for women, but can you give mm, an example? So like abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, talking out loud, making mistakes, choosing your career over your family, for example, or religion. In, po- in Poland, religion is a different thing than in the UK. 
um, meaning that it often interferes in the secular life as well and that I feel is a mistake. So these kind of topics are are something that people would comment against but I believe that we as women should in what way we can talk about these things and if I have a following and there are protests on the streets I will make I will make an illustration against the current government or whatnot so these are the illustrations that are controversial but they are sort of on the scale with uh, illustrations about everyday life <laughs> do you feel responsible because you have such a big following to address these issues I think to some extent, yes. Mm -hmm. To some extent, yes. But then, being being a bit narcissistic and looking just at myself, when I'm angry because of something that's happening in Poland, this is also my platform to object and to protest with drawings. So one thing is going out and participating in the marches, but then also as I look at it, why not use this following and then put a drawing online. And then sometimes, simply because all these drawings are intended to be funny in one way or another, I think it's just, it makes me happy to think that even though something might suck, people might laugh because of it. <laughs> so I think that's, an, that. I mean, that's in the center of it all, really. Yeah. So... So even though there are middle-aged white men who <laughs> love to talk uh, how women should behave, right. you can laugh about it. So, in Poland, there are a lot of middle-aged white men. I hate these. Can you can you briefly explain the title of your of your fan page? Yeah. And also, how can people find you online? Right. So. Oh, my fan page is... I can give you a link that will be probably easier because yes. in Polish um, the fan page is pronounced Ladacznica, which is... Um, I've been always really sensitive to words. So mm -hmm. this is a word that is a synonym to a courtesan or... A promiscuous girl mm -hmm. but that word is not something you would use right now it's sort of from a language that's not spoken right now it's something that um, it's something that's in the past and I took it from uh, I took it from ambivalent sexism theory of Paul Grieg and Susan Fischka um, that says that women are perceived and giving just a generalization obviously a theory is more complex but in a nutshell women are often perceived either as career career oriented promiscuous ambitious and powerful or submissive um gentle caring and sort of a wifey material there's nothing in between. Yes, exactly, and that's mm. the problem. Yeah. So that's, in a nutshell, this is the theory, and um, it's fascinating with how many things it's connected. 
if you look at um, statistics of rape or the way um, it's harder for women to get certain jobs or how men are afraid of women or of their behavior if they are more agentic. When I look at when I look at all of my work, whether it's um, illustration or graphic design, or even my paintings or whatnot, I would say that one thing that connects all these is that they are not one dimensional. There is always nothing is black and white. There is always something in between. There is that old notion of uh, a graphic designer guy who can just do things on his computer. Um, <laughs> well, because women don't know because, how to work because computers. Because women don't know how to, <laughs> yeah, how to work with computers. Um, they're just, you know, like artists and teachers. Um, I think... Not there's so, something wrong with that, but... Yeah, of course, but... <laughs> No, this is how my family uh, annoys me. They always call me that, that artist and the underline is um, underpaid or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hear that all the time. Like, you draw, right? This is, this is how my family annoys me. But that's not the point right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, women need to prove themselves, of course. Um, I, I would say there are probably differences in payments. Um in salaries then there is that thing that everyone has a friend who just happens to be a man and I think I have a, at least two or three of those who was very lucky to be offered this amazing design job without having experience mm. and yeah. it's difficult to not be jealous about it because good for him, it's a friend. Yeah. But I don't have <laughs> I don't have everyone has a friend like that. But I don't have any stories that involve women, any stories like that involving girls. So what usually happens, I think, is that girls one thing they need to work harder, but another thing is that they get educated, and only if they have education, only if they have experience then people will look in their directions. I hope I'm not wrong, but I mean, the story of a friend being offered a job he wasn't qualified for, I, I think that says something. Was that in London? Uh, no, I actually was thinking about examples from Poland, but if I thought about all the people I knew um, from my university, I would find examples from London too. Mm. I mean, it's good if people are lucky and they're offered good jobs, obviously. But why are these only guys? Yeah. So. I would briefly like to interject here. Veronica and I had a moment in which we were just looking at each other because we didn't know if we should share some of our experiences or not. Because let's be honest, these things are not so easy to talk about. And sometimes you just wish you could forget them. Eventually we decided to just go for it. Because shame thrives on secrecy. When I worked when I worked with clients, I was less experienced. So they treated me differently. Male clients were coming on to me. 
if if that's something that oh, doesn't wow, really? happen to men. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So. So these won't be just clients, but for example, when I was an intern in Poland, um, it wasn't a creative director, but an overall boss. He tried to kiss me during the um, office party with What? everyone looking. Oh my god! Yeah, and then everyone was uncomfortable. Honestly, in that situation, I was like, "What?" Well, it was in front of everyone as well. Oh wow! What did yeah. you do? I just kind of looked. I didn't know what to do. I froze. It's really hard, yeah. Because also, I liked working there. Yeah. And I liked people there. And then something like that happens, and then you're scared of you. Sc- and what's then that's happen. the thing. You're just scared. So I can be confident in my own life, but I just froze and I looked mm. down, and then the moment, and then just, it felt like ages, but. It probably were minutes, and then he kind of started laughing. It's like ah, this is nothing or okay. I don't, I don't remember. He just, he just made a joke out of it. Oh wow! Yeah, and I mean, right now I know, but these things happen. Or uh, that's not as cringe. But I had this one client in London, and I was making a logo for him, and. Uh, And then once when I it's just so unprofessional because I also visited him at his house. I didn't know better. Mm. Uh, and then he wanted to dance with me and show me his salsa moves or whatever dance that was. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, mm. great." Um, so oh God! You just have cringe stories like that. I don't know if these things happen to guys. But I'm not know. sure. I mean, I've never heard of anything like this. But, but like these things have happened I, I to so me too. I so think we should talk about these things because God, I know, and I think it's especially when you're really young. Um, yeah, because then, but then also when you're older and unexperienced. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it's awful it's still, no matter your age, but um, it's kind of still cringe because you never know what to do, even if you are confident. In your life, it just—I know because usually it really takes you by surprise. It comes out yeah. of nowhere, and you walk into a a meeting with a client in a professional way, and you are not thinking about yeah. anything like that usually. And then it happens, and you're like, "Oh shit! What even is that?" Or like, it has happened to me that I had a, a meeting with a client. Like a very first initial briefing, and by the end of it, the guy says, "Can I hug you?" And I'm like, you know, is that w- would you do that with a guy? Like, would you That's hug them? The and I'm like, I'm I'm not like against hugging people, but it's I find it a bit unprofessional because it's a client, yeah. and like, why would I hug you? <laughs> like, yeah. what is the reason for it? And then I said no and like walked away. And afterwards, I was like. That was wrong, right? And you start questioning yourself. That's the th- exactly because also I feel what I always think about in this situation is that I feel I should have reacted differently and I should have reacted better. But the thing is, yeah, but in the, the situation point, and the point when it was happening, you just freeze. Yeah, exactly. And you like, is this? I think the great question 
of deciding whether it's appropriate or not appropriate is that it's what you said. Would he do that to a guy? Mm-hmm. Would he hug a man? So and like maybe he would, but like, um, I it's still it should still be okay for you to say no and then think about it and be like, that was okay. I actually don't think is that. I don't think that should happen at all. Not, no. Not no, during, I mean, it shouldn't. Not during briefing, not during the first meeting. That's, uh, that, I think, is completely unprofessional. Yeah. I mean, I felt the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. It's just sometimes I think it's dangerous because there are also many guys. Um, and I met one quite recently. Um, many guys who sort of walk that line between being charming and sociable and mm. cringe and they can always defend themselves because they are good with words do you mean cringe or do you mean sleazy well both actually yeah but um if you question their behavior to their face they will act as if nothing had happened. Exactly. Yeah, or I know. if yeah. that was a joke or that it was you're joke, the yeah. kind of serious person and mm. Miss Smarty Pants, but, well, you're not. So. Mm. I know, yeah. I think that's that's the toughest about it. So are, are women treated differently? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not meaning to scare anyone, but I think um, it's something to be aware of. And I think it's not just happening in the creative industry. Oh, for sure not. So oh, definitely like, not scaring. I mean, it's definitely. I wouldn't say scaring anyone because let's just assume what I think. Maybe that's a topic for my next illustration. What I think is that it's safe to say that it will happen to any woman. Yeah. At some point or another. And it's and good maybe, to know. And that... maybe this is what we should tell our sisters, our daughters. Yeah. But women should know that this is not right, it's not their fault, mm. and they can verbally object and just make this person really small. Obviously, it's not as linear in everyday situations because sometimes it's a person you admire. Yeah. That's if it's your design hero coming on to you, then what do you do then? This mm. is just a whole world crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe if we talk about it more often and we share stories, then then we will recognize that we as women are, I generally think women are stronger than they think. When I look at my friends and my mom and all the women close to me, I think we are all stronger than we think. And I think if if we like trace it back to your illustrations, yes, um, the people that are writing hate comments under them, mm-hmm. do you ever respond to them, or do you just leave them? Do you delete them? How do you how do you I I never handle delete them? these. I I would never do that. Um. Because I feel that it's it's internet. If someone wants to write a hateful comment, they should have the freedom to do so. I don't read them right now. You don't. I don't. I might read some, but, but I, how do I you? Don't. Because how because do you filter also, them? 
because you must no, read the positive also ones. Also, what happens uh, with my illustrations? So, I didn't mention that. That's I think one of the most wonderful thing um, about my followers, and I love them dearly for that. Is that one thing is the general following, but uh, every time I post an illustration, people are actively involved in it. So they comment, they like, they share, they discuss, they discuss. And with these most popular illustrations, which are also most controversial ones, sometimes there are thousand comments, mm-hmm. and. So I just impossible to I wouldn't respond. have time. So unfortunately, so these are both good and bad comments. I read some uh, initially just after I post a drawing, but then if a drawing has been online, let's say more than two hours, I probably wouldn't read the comments. Also, to be completely honest, um, it still makes me a little bit insecure and and sad so this is why i choose not to read them Mm -hmm. people can have opinions but they don't need to know yeah so you just ignore them yeah i mean maybe one day i will be stronger and i will read them all but then also probably not (laughs) (laughs) for your own sanity they they can scream I really hope you enjoyed this interview with Veronica. If you want to find more about her work, or especially her illustration work, I will put the link in the show notes. And as always, if you have any comments, ideas or suggestions, you can find my contact details in the show notes. Thank you for listening. I will be back here with another episode soon. Stay tuned.